cheers to episode 82. This is, I, I don't want you guys to bully me when you see this drink. Is this a Mountain Dew? <laughs> Mountain Dew. Zero. You're drinking Watching a your Mountain figure. Washing your figure. Zero sugar, like Evan said, washing my figure. It's a 9 to 5 getting your to you, Grant. You need caffeine to stay up past eight o'clock, 7 o'clock in Minnesota. It's just water's so boring, and I love pop. There, I said yeah, it. Listen, it's good. It tastes good. It's just bad. And zero sugar, though. It makes me think it's like a vitamin water. At least you're not Mr. Laney. Drinking five a day. Evan, what'd you in your say? Star Wars cup. Did you say Nothing water? I didn't say anything. I, yeah, no. I'm drinking water, unfortunately, Out yes. Wine? I got what kind some of peanut. red wine? Some peanut newer? <laughs> it's, uh... What's that on Cabernet. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> it's not Snoop Dogg, is it? No, it's, uh... Robert Mondavi. Uh, it was a gift from my parents for uh, watching their house and dog. Wow. For you watching Conehead? <laughs> yeah, watching Conehead. For them ripping you a new one for no reason? Yeah. Well, you missed the feeding They did window. apologize for that. Uh, the, for the birth control. Welcome. What? Remember we joked like you didn't get the medicine on a certain time window. I was like, what is it, birth control? <sighs> no, I don't remember that. We oh, talk a lot. Jeez. Oh, um... We have Dan well, Campbell on the show today. Yeah, Evan, joining us. Um, for those that, well, there is no visual version of this podcast, but we have Dan Campbell on the show today. When you see it in the clips, you'll see why. Uh, just that is Dan Campbell's fit pretty much every day. Something about the black hat, which we complimented I mean, really Evan on, like and he Campbell. brought it back tonight. Have you ever worn that app before, Evan? Yes, dude. Okay, I have the same one right over there. You want me to put it on? I have the same one, too. I don't want to put my mine, mine kind of smells. I need a new one. Black hat. Everyone should have one. Yep, it's a great hat. Can't go wrong. Welcome in. It's August to so the number one sports podcast in Michigan. It's Wednesday, August third. It is eight oh five p.m. It's we're pretty much in the dog days. They say of summer. Um, football is back. It is and, August, but it's Evan, not yet though. Evan. And Evan, the pads are on. The pads, pads. are on. We're hearing thuds. Alex, there's are... NFL football on tomorrow on NBC. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is not playing. Kyle yes. Sloterhouse Sloter will be playing for the Jaguars, I believe. I don't care. Sloterhouse. I will watch at least the first quarter it. of it. Yeah, I'm yes. going to watch it. I will probably fall asleep to it. I'll turn. Remember, never forget when uh, the high school field in Canton, they make hostess, the turf was messed up that one year and yeah. they like, couldn't do it. The paint hardened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think all the worst moment. part about this time of year, it's like, so yes, there is a game tomorrow, and then we're all going to turn it on, and then like maybe a quarter <laughs> through, we're going to be like, God, this sucks, sucks. dude. This is yeah. nowhere even remotely <laughs> yeah. close to what we want to watch. Like, who are these dudes? I think we also need to talk about mentally prepare ourselves right now that, um, and this is more in Evan's realm, the announcement booths have totally shifted this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will not hear Al Michaels tomorrow night, I don't believe, because he's not on NBC anymore, which just feels oh, wrong to say. But he's not. Rico. Oh, it's Tariko. And, and uh, Collins still. still. So Are I'm going to do the slide in. <laughs> Mike Tariko so. should do the slide in now. <laughs> People forget Mike Tariko. Well, bad just read the just read, no, not a bad guy. But if you read the Creepy. ESPN book, the ba- the behind the scenes book, Mike Trico's a f- flirtatious man. That's all. That's all the book told me. 
Loves um, women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today's show. <laughs> today's show. <laughs> Weekly Not check-ins. Much. Weekly mm. check-ins. Um, what's going on in our lives since the last show. Topic one will be kind of a quick hitting around the horn type of topic. Lions training camp observations from the limited stuff we've seen or read. Tigers made some moves. Bad and um, another campaign that needs to be talked about is the athletic. I want to check in on Alex's subscription model right now uh, because there hasn't been an update with that. And then another topic will be the defense. So as we did, if you listen to last week's show, we did Michigan and Michigan State football offensive preview. We will now be touching the defensive side of the ball, what wins championships. So we will get into that as well on this show. So without further ado, Evan, you'll go first. I'll go second. Alex, who has the invite to discuss, he will cap off this weekly check-in. So Evan, how was your week? What's new with you? Uh... Nothing really. I was just one of the weekends where I actually didn't really do much. Uh, Friday, nothing really of anything. Hung out with some friends. In Saddler's Cove. Uh, yeah, well, that was Saturday. What were you doing there? Where's uh, I was playing, Where's trivi- I was playing trivia and drinking. How do you know he's there, Alex? You stalking him? I just happened to notice it on my by my friends. <laughs> oh, and I couldn't yeah. remember who's uh, who's. I think that was, was Saturday night, right? I don't yeah, know. So it might have been Sunday morning. Saturday day. Well, I woke up there Sunday morning, and I think I was checking uh, to see where my golf partner was, um, and that's why I saw Evan's location. Saturday made a day trip up to East Lansing. Just reminded me of how much I missed that place. I missed the campus. Darty. Um, Talk about that nastiness. Okay, I'm getting there. So I did a recon mission as the college football experts. We are the recon mission around Michigan State. Okay, they are in the process of tearing down and rebuilding. Time is a football building center. Confirmed there was a bulldozer working Saturday around noon. Are you applying for stop. Colton Pouncey's opening? Is this what <laughs> I mean, this is, right? This I'm is available. This application. Also made a quick turn down. Uh, I don't even remember what the road is. And I should know it. Whatever. Drove by the Shaw, football building. Shaw Lane. Drove by the football building, and there were Graham, probably look like at you. 10 golf carts just lined up, just full of recruits. Just getting, uh, just oh, making the tour. Spartan Dog Con. Pancake Concho? There were hundreds of people on the sidewalk when I drove by. I drove Jeez. by probably at the most perfect time. I saw everybody out there. You see Tony Lippett? Uh, I did not. If you were to just give him like a sock to sign for Grant. Two Grant. <laughs> Two Grant. <laughs> Two Grant. <laughs> <laughs> um everyone was just kind of like high five and you know buddy buddy um maybe way to my apartment had to move out the final few things i had uh the big eight foot board that's painted yellow that says two words on it michigan state police F michigan <laughs> <laughs> yep it doesn't say actually doesn't say michigan state police it says msu msu police wasn't yep. stolen Nope, I made an absolute replica and carried it from. Um, no, no, Evan, you don't need money year, for that. Senior year art project. <laughs> yes, actually, I didn't carry it in front of the podcast. Mint Money did um, attack them um, and moved out. And as soon as I walked into this apartment, just how absolutely disgusting it was. Oh no! And just how much I'm like 
just common sense or just, you know, clean up after yourself, just dirt, filth, extra food left over all over the kitchen countertop, all over the island. Um, there was probably a pizza box sitting on a coffee room table that had to be there over for over a week. That pizza was disgusting when I looked inside of that. Don't forget the wacky tobacco. When I walked in, it just like hit me like a brick wall. I, I'm, I don't care if you do it. Um, hand up. I'm pretty sure we all have. Uh, Checks out. It's legal. Yes. and But it hit me like a brick wall. I think I instantly got high as soon as I walked in there. Context. Just walked in. Boom. Knocked me out. I was like, okay. This is what the these people do. A, the, the living room was a bong. It was a <laughs> metaphorical bong. I mean, they For had context, just, these are subleasers. They are right. subleasers. Oh, not really? my not my past roommates. Correct. Okay, I didn't know if we were just like you were just talking smack about. <laughs> no, no, these no, are no. random people. All right, random people. Um, Screw them. They, then they left whatever they probably did it that morning or the night of. They just left it on the island. I could have just gone up there and rolled one myself if I really wanted to. Do you know how yeah, to I mean, though? Like, no, could you I don't. Have? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't either. Um, and so I'm like cleaning up. I have like my last. We're a bunch of narcs. My last still like. Stuff I have to carry to my car. I'm basically like, I'm basically done. I'm carrying my stuff. All of a sudden, I hear just a little female voice. Hello? I turn around. What the? I was like, ah, you know, I'm moving out. No worries. You know, I'll be, I'm almost done soon. I'm trying not to talk to anybody. And she says like some sentence. No idea what she said. I'm just like, yeah, that's okay. Go ahead. I have no idea what she said. She could have said like, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. Go ahead. and then she starts and then she just starts making something in the microwave and while i'm like oh. struggling walking by trying to get out the door i have a chair i have like two baskets oh. that i'm carrying out i'm too. getting awkward just like picturing the situation oh yeah man. I, I shut the door and I'm like, just that awkward man. did you you walk by i love what you've done with the place <laughs> i should have said that are you guys Why using a different nice? febreze i mean it smells great in here Smells like evergreens in here and pine needles. Yeah, I mean, smells a little skunky, actually, a little bit. Um, yeah, so I mean, that was my highlight. Um, golf league on Monday. Um, there you go. It went well. Oh, you played I all right. Shoot yeah. Terrible. I mean, first two holes, I I couldn't chip. I always say that. I could not chip to save my life. Ugh. Can't we all not? Yeah. Other than that, everything else was pretty solid, pretty decent. But we took points, won by a lot. Um, oh, yeah. Helps me out in the process. You're welcome. You got like the third place. Four weeks left. Three weeks it's heating, now. It's heating up for Team Gillen, let me tell you. Three weeks now. Two regular season games and one last final position night. The Gillens are peaking at the right time. Yeah. We're that Wait, hot so did- team that's about to win the Big Ten tournament and roll to the Final Four. So I eat the Hoosiers. No, way, way better than that. Okay. You kind of look like Miller Cop. I feel like that's a good comparison. Mm, no. He's like five right. inches taller than me and has brown hair. He's kind of bulky. Yeah, he's sneaky big. Um, yeah. My week, big picture, hit me as I was preparing for the show. My life recaps are significantly more boring post-move. There's just not a lot, but it gives me good creativity just to have these random thoughts. Um of things to share. So what I was thinking about over this past weekend is do you guys ever think about how dirty our phone cases get if you use a phone case? Yeah, I think about that all the time. Um honestly. I clean mine about once a week. 
I scrub Dude. mine down with little alcohol wipes at work. Okay. Well, perfect. That's what I'm going to start doing. I Googled, like, can you use Lysol wipes on your phone? And I guess Apple, like, made an update where, like, yes, those are safe to rub on your phone. I don't scrub them because I'm afraid, like, that alcohol will mess up the screen. But if you have a screen protector, too, you can safely rub Lysol wipes all over them. Bare bones on the on the screen. Wow. Never had any problems. Because I was just the other day, like, you know, I'm yeah, taking my phone into the stall and I'm, like, setting it down and then, like, on like the little toilet paper rack and then like in the gym i put it just right on the floor as like a timer and i'm like this is so disgusting that i just pick this up and then i eat food and i touch it and then i rub my eyes and i'm like i gotta i gotta come up with a plan i gotta come up with like a, like a weekly reminder to clean this thing because of how gross that surface has to be yeah it's a good idea man um other goal need you guys to help keep me accountable i don't know how exactly maybe Quitting i'll coffee again no, no, no. Absolutely not. Might have stepped that even up. And plus, we got Mountain Dews at night. So, I'm trying to pack on 10 pounds. I'm trying to get to 180 pounds. Oh, yeah. The and Joe Thomas diet never goes wrong. And what's that? You, you just you get a loaf of bread and every yeah. single... So, then you just make peanut butter jelly sandwiches through that entire loaf. Okay. Grant tried that you just he lived here. And then you just work. eat a peanut butter jelly sandwich with every single meal that you're going to eat. Okay. On top of your meal? Yes, Jesus or Evan, that's a lot you, of. There's peanut another butter. way you your do mouth it is where be dry. peanut butter and jelly. That's why you do. Yes, or <laughs> you, you do cut do. so all of those, then you cut them in half, and then you eat a peanut butter, a half of peanut butter jelly sandwich, like every hour or like every two hours. So let's say you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We're talking three PB and Js on yes. top of those. Yeah, you know Holy what? Shit. Um, yeah, you'd be big. <laughs> One eighty big. big. You know what? Um friend in the pod mitten money his older brother eric used to do in high school was set he was probably wake up in the middle of the night and eat yeah he set like three hour timers so he'd wake up at like midnight wake up at 3 a.m wake up at 6 a.m and down a pb and j so his body was like constantly consuming calories you imagine (laughs) waking up at 3 a.m and be like oh i need this peanut butter and jelly you'd be be patrick star (laughs) oh boy 3 a.m and then he's sitting there eating a burger (laughs) yeah i can do that my, so my goal, I'm not going to go that insane, but I have incorporated it's more not breads. Happen. What I need to do is start eating breakfast every day because I have a tendency to skip that. And yeah, thankfully, a benefit of where I am employed now is a lot of free muscle milk protein shakes that have 40 grams of protein in them. So I'm downing two of those per day. That is oh, my goal. Fatty cows though, Grant. Because I read that if you want to gain, if you want to gain weight... You need to have a gram of protein for how many pounds you weigh. So I need like 170-ish grams of protein a day. That's a f- 80. Lot. I'm going to get 80 just from two little drinks. And we'll see where it goes. But you're not going to get the 90 from something else. You're not just going to eat like three chicken breasts plain. No, but th- it'll add up. Like, you know, you get, you have a... No, well. You, you have lunch here and there. Like, so tonight I'm making uh, like turkey chicken breast but sliced and then bacon blts so that's a lot of meat on there um pause and bread so you're getting that and so i think it's going to incrementally grow solution okay super easy steroids no oh heavy beer (laughs) 10 pounds in five minutes i don't want to feel terrible well there's pros and cons grant yeah, I mean, no, this is just kind of how it goes. No, right. so just drink like uh, heavy craft beer. 
drink six of them on Friday just and Saturday. Some each, hazy IPAs. And you just be drunk and fat. <laughs> Shotgun hazy IPAs. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, I recently got into some spray deodorant. Not for the day. I still like stick deodorant for like the day. But, you know, before you go to bed, if you want to just quick, quick on soon, if you sweat at night like me, you still don't smell bad. And then like when you get, great. if you get home from work, I like the spray, I just was surprised get home to put from, deodorant to go to sleep. If you get home from work and you feel like a little gross, but you're not trying to shower and it's an old school throwback to my grandpa, Brute Classic, this stuff smells so good. It smells like a man. <laughs> 24-hour protection? The, well, I would be I, a shameless... Spray doesn't last that long. It's the only problem with it. Shameless plug for this. I hope they sponsor, sponsor us one day. Brute. It's good stuff. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to order some. The, my very last thing, before Alex goes, I'm excited to hear about the invite, is I started on the Michigan Height video. Mm. Got me juice mm. for the season. Um, Reminds me. One thing I've started recently. Sorry, Grant, didn't interrupt you. No, go Game ahead. of Thrones. I'm rewatching Game of Thrones again. Yeah, Grant's never seen for it. The, so. For the third time, uh, I'm rewatching it. Actually, Grant, like, we did watch the first three time. seasons together. Yeah, it's my third. Well, th- I started my third time, so I need to like, I have like You're not going to finish in time, Evan. Not even going to oh. get close. Are you just going home and watching? Yeah, that's basically all I do now. Go home and watch. You told me that you had no time for TV. All these new shows I want you to watch. Instead, the kid finds time to watch eight, what is it, eight seasons? Yeah. Eight seasons of hour-long episodes of Game of Thrones. You got time Fantastic. for that? Oh, yeah. Just grinding out summer watches. <laughs> I mean, you can only watch, like, max three seasons a day if you watched all day long for 24 hours. It's going to take you a long time. I'm through one season already. I started on Sunday through one season You could already. skip episodes you don't like, too. Nah, that's immature. That's childish. Well, Grant skipped to the last season and watched a YouTube video, so. I watched the last season in entirety. Yeah, skipped to the last season, watched oh. a YouTube video to fill in the gaps, then watched the first couple seasons with me. Incredibly well-produced recap video, though. It really didn't feel like I missed anything. You did, but yeah. Um, um, Alex. Well. Some side stuff for the invite. Grant, Succession, I'm on, uh, I just finished episode three of season three right now. Okay. So I'm getting close. Yeah. The show is still incredibly awkward. Makes me feel so uneasy watching it. Yeah. Just, with all just the, really all just. This. Oh, God. Like some, in scary movies, you want to cover your eyes because you're scared. And this, you want to like cover your eyes and turn it off because you just feel your skin crawl. Oh, sometimes I want to skip ahead. It's so weird. Oh, there's um, one part oh, later on. Oh, I'm gonna, I can't wait for that text when you decide. You're just going to send me like one buzzword, one keyword. Like, and I'll be like, yep, Alex got to that episode. No, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> um, then Golf League. Um, so what I was saying, the Gillens are, are on a tear right now. I think we've taken 20 or more the last three I weeks. I feel like Garrett's been playing some good ball if I'm starting to string together the recaps. He 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 did. He has been. I did beat him this week. Um, well, you should. You're a scratch. Yeah, no, but he's been shooting in the 30s like every week until this week. Um, but we played. So this week it was 2v1. We're second. But we were like 20 points behind. So we needed to do a number on them. Yeah. Um, we did twenty one and a half to eight and a half. Wow. Um, 
So we're just firing on all cylinders right now. And there's a real chance that we could win this league. So stay tuned for that. That'd be cool. Hunkered down. Yep. Um, Now, to the invite. You were there to make money, not win. No, we were there to win. (laughs) Quick summary. (laughs) Reigning flight two champions. Um, Oh, quick question. This is probably people are going to zone out, but uh, I did enjoy the little chop whoever made this tournament that they made the top flight the nicholas flight in the second yeah, tier the that. woods flight head scratching a little debate little goat debate who's who's the best Grant, how much were you really tuning into these live scorecards like every hour on the hour just Let's seeing say you were texting pretty fast about things that had just happened i did well, would you well, i texted even more last year i just was a little busier this year but i just want to see what was going on so, anyways, um, started off just absolute drubbing. Made a combined four birdies in our nine holes. Took seven and a half out of nine points in our first match. And we're like, oh, my God, we're just going to roll again. We're just going to roll right to the shootout. Second match was tough. I played pretty bad. Um, I don't know what I shot, but I struggled. We still won. So, all good. If you go 5-0 and in your flight, you move on. And then the real um, disappointment started. Um, Match three, good buddy, Cam, Mm -hmm. who wants to come on this podcast. He begged me all weekend long. So a professional hockey player would like to be on this podcast. Is sober Cam still down to draft for me? Sober Cam texted me on Monday and said he will be at the draft. So that's good. Also would like to be on the show. So we have to make that happen. We can definitely make that happen. We don't have a lot going on. (laughs) Yep. Um. So we're playing him. It is a four-one through five holes. Okay, we're winning four-one. Take four and a half. You tie five. You win. You need a half point in the last half point. Four holes. You just have to tie like a hole. It feels like that Michigan State gift against Michigan. Listen to this. You have to tie a hole. Correct. So we go to the par three. Far back. <sighs> Who's that guy that choked uh, at that back. recent major? 15. 15. Uh, Mito Pereira. You guys yeah, are team Mito us. Pereira. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. 15. I think we made bogeys. They made a par. Happens. It's a par three. It's kind of a toss-up. Um, whatever. So, we lose that hole. Still, we're like not even remotely worried. We get to 16's T-Box. It's 4-2 and now. Um, Cody gets a bloody nose. Oh. Okay. From? On, don't know. He puts his jacket on and he's leaning his head back. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, nose is bleeding. Just dry, uh, dry nose. Probably, probably was hot out there. A lot of dirt. Like, don't worry, man. I, I can do this. I can, I can win this hole for us. <laughs> Hit a good tee shot. Fine. I was fine. Um, just right. And you got a bloody nose. No. Oh. So then Cody is, Cody's trying to hit um, with the bloody nose. He keeps just like. <laughs> Like I was like, dude, just suck it in as fast as you can and swing. And then so it was awkward. Um, I don't remember his drive. I think it was pretty decent still. Whatever. So I hit it on. Putting for birdie. Okay. Cam hits it on. He's putting for birdie. Put off. He is a good 40 feet. Um, At least. I'm like 12. Mm-hmm. I miss. Mm-hmm. I didn't go first. He made it. He made a 40-foot bomb. Birdie. Hockey player, professional hockey player. They have great like, hands. Oh, great. Go to the next hole. Cody in the fairway is like, 
when Cam gets hot with a putter, dude, he might be the best putter at this course of all time. And I'm like, Cody, he's not going to make another one of those. It's not a big deal. Next hole. Bomb. Birdie. Again. No. Loss. So now, all of a sudden, it's... We have... Sorry. So that was 17 and 18. He birdied both. 18, he made a putt. He putted it straight, and then it dropped left at a 90-degree angle down a slope to an impossible pin dead center of the cup. Most ridiculous thing I've ever this seen. This is like the JFK assassination, the way you're describing the way the bullet traveled. <laughs> or it's it like a... Wasn't it John Rahm and someone else that had like a putt off that went to a playoff and the putts were like 90 drop down a hill in? Anyways. It was one of the more impossible putts. Like two putting from there would have been good. Made it. So now all of a sudden we are tied with one hole left. We have to go to 10 because we started on 11. Go to 10. Um, Cody, not his best drive. So he's kind of out of it. Um, Bloody nose. Yeah, yeah, he was battling some serious <laughs> adversity. And Cam's making birdies. So the two holes before were like, all right, we can live with it. So Cam, my drive is the furthest. So Cam is going first. He's in the rough, like next to a tree. Just hits a ridiculous shot to like four feet for another birdie for three in a row and just to actually kill us. Um, I hit my shot. It's okay. It's on the fringe. It's like eight feet. So he's actually... I think he he put it first for some reason. I don't know. Lipped out. Miracle. I have a chance to still win this match. No. No, I didn't make it. We lose. So we somehow lose. Up four to one. We lose the match. Five four. It's fine. Get in. We're still leading on the leaderboard by a point with next day's matches. Mm-hmm. Two matches. Morning match is with friend of the podcast, Ben, and his very good golf partner. Um, Bob, you guys know who he is. Yeah, yeah, Bob. Uh, wasn't him we had to worry about. It was Ben. Ben was a killer on Saturday morning. Um, shot one of the best rounds of his life. Wow, 72. Killer and Ben V. Oh, you I believe holes. he shot. Never mind, JK. I believe he shot 73 for the two nines combined that morning. Um, Damn. However, we go to hole nine. We are losing four and a half to three and a half going to hole nine. Um, Cody was got screwed off his drive, so he's behind a tree. I thought mine was like in the heather to the left, Evan, if you know what I'm talking about on hole nine. So grant you too. I thought mine was like far, but in the heather and screwed. Um, Wasn't. It's like 30 yards away. Yeah, I was trying to hit a draw a little overcooked. 30 yards out on the left side. Somehow. Ben's right down the middle, as he was all day, and had a birdie putt just in the front. I put it on. I have like 12 feet down the hill for birdie. Ben hits his putt like a foot. So all of a sudden, it seems like maybe if I two putt, we're good. Um, But in my head, I was thinking I got to make this. 12 feet down the hill. Hammered it. Just crushed it. <laughs> Down the middle of the cup, hits the back of the cup, pops up, falls in. Unbelievable. We tie four and a half, four and a half. It was actually crazy. Ben is very upset. And we move on to the final match against former golf coach down one point. 
The match that should have been broadcasted. We sh- I should have drove out there and just recorded live off my phone and broadcasted it live. Well, the backstory for everyone was like Alex's group and, and Cody too had applied to him. But uh, it was like all their ex-golf teammates from high school and their golf coach. So it could not have been more of a yeah. mental stressor to get in and out of throughout the weekend. It was so much focus. Like everyone school. knows a lot about each other. Could barely be fun. Because it was so diff- so stressful. Last match. FYI, Keep in if mind, this happens again next year, I am going out there. I'm driving out there and I'll have my own car and I will be broadcasting my own. <laughs> like a, like a just it would be good stuff. IG you live. Really should have. <laughs> But you are in the East Lansing, but whatever. So keep in mind, uh, golf coach's partner is a nine handicap. So on this nine holes, he's receiving five strokes. So okay. remember that. Very important. First hole, my fault. Three putt, bogey. Can't have that. Oh. His handy is a higher handicap partner makes four. So with a stroke. Little Jason vibe. <laughs> Cut out the last name. My bad. <laughs> Hole eleven. Um, Cody hits it out of bounds. It's all on me. I had to punch out to the fairway. Somehow to hit a miraculous third shot on eleven to like five feet to still have a chance at par. Missed. He makes par. How do you hit it a bounce um, on eleven? He went over the fairway straight. Just hit it straight. He's just the bomber. So the driving range tied me out of bounds. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about 12. We started on 11. So Good catch, anyways, Evan. That was 12. That's my bad. Fine. Lose it again. 13. Par 3. I'm on in regulation. He's on regulation. Both long putts. The guy buries it for birdie. Two for one. So Wait, I with just, these guys. I lose. Um, no stroke, so doesn't matter. Loss. Next hole. 14. I think we par five. T- I think we managed to tie that hole down the houses. Tie so tie probably feels like a win at this point. It's we three right to by a half. Front of the podcast, Connor's house. It's three to a half, and we have to take five and a half to win. So we're like, oh my god, this is, could not go anywhere. Let's start boozing. <laughs> par three comes up next. Um, I hit another good shot on the par three. Missed the birdie putt. This dude. Is in the bunker in the front. What's this guy's first name? Just so I uh, first Craig. Craig. Craig's Cruisers. Craig's Cruisers. He's in the bunker in front of the green. You guys remember that bunker? The bunker's not close to the green. There's a little distance in between that. Yeah. Craig Biggio. Dude looks at me. He's holding his wedge. Throws it out of the bunker. Grabs his putter. He puts it to an inch from the bunker. Nearly hold it. No. Taps in for par. Halves the hole. Three and a half Then to one. you started boozing. Nope. We're still thinking we still have a chance. Mm-mm. Par five. The vibes are so much different this year than last year. It really started spiraling. Um, par five. 16. Um, yep. He's getting a stroke. I'm getting a stroke. One of the worst holes ever created in any golf course. Wow. I hit an iron because I got I to gotta be safe here. You know, got to at least try to make birdie. You know, Who knows what Craig's going to do here? Probably just makes birdie. Out of another four for three. Eagle. Makes four for three. We make fives. There's, a, there's four and a half. I mean, at this point, it's, it feels over. 
Next hole, same same type of thing happens. He makes four. Um, they win again. So, I mean, it's six. They have six now, something like that, with three holes left. And we have, like, one point. Mm-hmm. Um, so now this is where it gets juicy for Ben. Because, remember, he just had that. I made that putt on nine for four and a half points. Well, they're throttling a different team right now <laughs> to the point where they're right in this. And they really need us to take some points. We see them and they're like, guys, we need you to do something so we can go to the shootout. So we go to 18. We have 18 and 10 left. Um, I birdied 18, win the hole and did it for my friend, Ben. We go to 10, Cody birdies 10. So two, two birdies too late. We take, we lose six, three, you know, kind of respectable after how it went. Ben full name, whole 10. We see him in the fairway because they were the group behind us. I was like, Ben, you just got, you just have to make birdie here. He's in the middle of the fairway. Puts it on eight feet. Cody and I are sitting back in the fairway. He makes his putt. They go to the shootout. Hits the putt. Looks just absolutely perfect from where we are. Not too hard. Not too soft. Goes in to the cup. Horseshoes the entire cup. Comes directly back to him. I just see Ben's putter thrown into the air. Missed it. I mean, they're like laying on like on the ground, just absolute devastation. Sick. (laughs) They didn't make it by half a point because Ben's putt did not fall. And you made a putt on my putt on nine ruined their chances. Wow. Just for us to oh, by the way, Mr. Craig shot thirty-five. Craig one under. Craig's cruising, Craig cruising around in Alex and Cody's heads, a little rent free. Yes. And meanwhile, um, golf coach, very good golfer, didn't did play terrible. Like wow. hit some tops, worm burners. It was awful to watch. He's one of us. <laughs> Feels good. One of us. So then after that, it was yeah, that was it. So now weekly recaps in the books. Um, first topic. Lions training cab observations. I'll kick us off on this, but then but the gist is just anything you've seen that you think is worth mentioning. Could be as dumb as possible. Could be as serious as possible. Could be one thing. Could be nothing. Uh, for me, you guys know the guy that I mentioned. I'm going to keep a close eye on was Aiden Hutchinson as a Michigan fan. Um, and I'm pleased to report that I would say it's been a good balance. It's been a mixed bag, as they say. Evan passed along a DM of him doing very well in the start of practice, had a sack, had a tackle for loss. And then we also saw a video of Panay Sewell holding his own and dominating Hutchinson on a play. So I think it's been a good mix of Hutchinson making an impact, but also iron sharpens iron as the cliche goes. So it's good that he's working against Panay and it's great to see Panay very good football player in pads. So you stole my take, dude. What? Penny is a Hall of Famer. Great purchase by friend of the podcast, Cody. That jersey is going to be worth a lot of money one day. All you need to do is get it signed. You need to get it signed. Great purchase. Great purchase. Evan, Evan's on it. For as terrible of a game that was, both those purchases were very smart. Look good. Yeah. Trend, you guys should get socks signed by them like Grant's getting from Tony Lippett. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on Hutchinson and Penny. Evan, you want to go? Um, yeah, I would say uh, Swift looks like an animal. 
He looks bigger, faster, stronger. He caught a wheel route. Yes, our linebackers aren't that good. But Goff, Goff threw like a perfect wheel route to him in the end zone. Got him during like red zone uh, Swiss on that just, PB&J plan. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, just gets me excited. Just pray to all gods. Okay. New and old. Alex, there you go. Um, <laughs> just for the health and safety of DeAndre Swift. Why did you call me out there? Because the old gods and new gods, if you knew the reference. Yes. Thrones, I haven't seen every season, just, so he but wouldn't. But Grant got the reference. Oh, yeah. Yes. I didn't know why you said my name. Grant's a bigger fan. I got I'm an, it. I I'm just an, didn't I'm know an old gods guy. I'm an old gods guy. For sure. I'm all for the new gods. <laughs> Isn't the new gods like the redhead witch? I don't no. mess with that. I don't mess with that Technically, I don't think there's any specific people we're referring to here. Maybe some statues. We're talking about Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, no, there is no Jesus Christ in Game of Thrones that we're aware of. Right. Uh, Alex, your obs. Your obs. Obs. Um, well, Malcolm Rodriguez is supposed to be pretty good, I guess. There you go. Yeah. I was s- going to say we signed Justin Jackson. Should we be excited? No. And I realized no. Because Jamar Jefferson also, according to Dan Campbell, is having a huge jump from year one to year two. Oh. And I told Evan on Monday, I thought Jamar Jefferson get cut. And I, I must be wrong. Go Beavs. Go Beavs. Yeah, that I, it, and it, your point about Malcolm goes to a larger point of like, it really is. How bad are our linebackers? No, it's like state-controlled media in a way of how camps work across. Because we only get to see what teams put out. I mean... A beat writer can try to describe what they saw, but until you see the video, you can't be, oh, that guy does look good. So one of the lone defensive highlights we've seen was a Malcolm Rodriguez play because like someone in the comments said, how about some defensive plays? And it was kind of funny. It was a good play, though. Yes, I wrote Malcolm Rodriguez has burst because that's what stood out to me is like he doesn't look very fast, but when he moves, it's like, whoa, that's like a water bug sliding across the water. Like the way he just gets to the ball. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. You guys ever see the videos the Lions put out where there's like a there's like a question on a board, they walk by it and they answer it. Yeah. Um, well they did one that was like who's the fastest who should have the fastest rating in Madden or something? And Malcolm Rodriguez comes up to it and he was he's like, Bro, I got burst. I run like a one point nine ten yard dash or something. And they were all talking about how fast Malcolm Rodriguez is in short yardage. So maybe there is some truth to his burst. Okay. He's got burst. And they sounded like they're going to let him work a little bit with the ones, which is... Alarming. Thorning with the Sharks. Well, not really the Sharks, because I don't. we don't have a Shark linebacker. I'll, I'll say that. We have a Shark wide receiver. We have a Shark wide receiver uh, who made a nice play. I think I saw a video of that. Finally, because I was waiting for a Shark play. We've seen a lot of other plays. A Finally saw a catch. Shark. Um. My other point, my last one, and you guys can close this off if you have anything else, but I would say overall, Goff looks comfortable and decisive. And the, how I want to caveat How much video it, are you really watching of these lines, Grant? Like a couple highlights where Jared always looks good in them? Yeah. I just don't remember seeing a ton last year of him, and it seems like you look, and it's like he's getting the ball out quickly as plays develop. You can kind of tell like if it's a broken down play and it'd probably be a sack it looks like he's getting the ball out fast like he knows where he's going all the reports have been like he's been i've seen rag now say it which is like the leader of our team saying he's jared has like been living in the 
facility this offseason because it's a new offense under Ben Johnson and he's like jazzed about it. It's back to the LA roots. And while I don't think we're going to see Jared Goff make a bunch of head turning plays, it's good to see him, at least if he's going to be a game manager, be like more comfortable in the elite game manager where like he understands the offense like the back of his hand. He knows all the reads and the checks. He's just going to get the ball quick, which is what you want if you're not taking crazy shots downfield. I will say, um, for some reason on my TikTok, a bunch of like Steelers like offensive things come up. And if we're comparing Jared Goff's like how comfortable and calm he looks to Kenny Pickett running around for his life at every practice for the Steelers for some reason, because I keep seeing him. I mean, yeah, there's a drastic difference. Kenny Pickett looks lost in Pittsburgh right now. So maybe that is maybe Jared is comfortable. Evan, are you how are you feeling about Jared Goff on August 3rd? I think it'd be better for him. I thought Anthony Lynn would be a good coach, but obviously he was too yeah, me too. What a miss by us. Yeah. Yeah, we really all thought that. Yeah, you would what, think. What a bad idea. Yeah. I think, uh, what, Ben Johnson, right? Yep. I think he'd just yeah. be more willing to, like, adapt BJ. his offense to anything that Goff feels comfortable with. And, like, they're basically building the offense. So they have, like, an easier time calling plays, I would say. So we'll see. Um, I'm not too worried about it right now in August. <laughs> What Obviously are you worried about? Game. Any other? Any other? I'm worried about secondary. Uh, okay. Will Harris has moved to corner. Well, Okuda's going to be great. Jeff y'all. Okuda's yep. garbage. Him and Okuda compete for that. But I saw Harris moving to corner, and okay. Malfam New is moving to safety. Yep. Woo. Iffy. Does it matter? Malfam. Um, woo. I I like it. You know how like Mark D'Antonio used to reshuffle his coaches, just reshuffle the secondary. Yeah, and it Try always it worked. Will Harris has a good shot. A good shot to start at corner, according to Dan Campbell himself. Like if you're gonna if you're about to be cut as a safety, you might as well try corner. And I kind of like the idea of Iffy being a six three safety. That's kind of where the league is going. I like that. I like the moves. I like the moves. I love Tracy Walker. I saw a clip of him on IG stories. Dog. He is got that dog in him. So much bigger than I realized. Like he, the way he looked in pads, I was like, "Oh my god, this guy!" He Red hits hard. So I'm excited. I like. Obviously, it will probably end up being a weak point, but I don't know. I like. I'm overly excited about this team. You are overly. Yeah, I think it's gonna be good. <laughs> I don't know why. It does kind of suck Just that we classic letdown. Like we knew. Part of the excitement is a little tampered. Like we knew with our um, logical brains, we wouldn't see Jamison for a while. But Tom Pelissero basically broke the news that he's not coming back till November. So that does kind of suck. But spin zone, like we talked about last show, let's respect Josh Reynolds while he's out there a lot because also drawing a lot of buzz. Got the nicknames from Dan Campbell. Josh Reynolds is going to be a very serviceable player for this team for a while. Don't sleep on Leaf. I'm sleeping on Leaf. He's speedy. I bet he cribs a punt this year. Anybody want to Special teams, that I'm wide awake on Leaf. On the offense, asleep on Leaf. All right, I have one question for you, too, about okay. Lions training camp. Mm-hmm. First round of cuts, name one player you think will be cut. I don't know that roster that One in-depth. player. Just name one. One player? You know who I haven't heard about? This Mike Hughes from KC, is he hurt? I don't know. I haven't heard anything either. Right? He was a good ad for us. I've heard about Deshaun so Elliott. you're going Mike Hughes. No, 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 no. Preseason. No, I don't know. Craig Reynolds. 
I'm going Craig Reynolds. Uh, Pimpleton. No. I will, it's either him or Leaf. You're not going to have two of those guys on your team. I think Tom Leaf Kennedy. will be cut before him. You always go with what's new. Can, wow. Do you guys know who our second string tight end is going to be? That's a situation to watch. Brock, I don't, Brock, uh, Brock we, Wright? We, we, we sign a guy. No, he are, he's already gone. Because no, our rookie, he retired. Our rookie's coming off ACL, so he's probably not gonna be ready to go. The Brock dude from Georgia. Okay, no, I think is his name. The Brock dude from Georgia that was like freshman of the year last year. Brock Bowers. No, yes. his last name's Brock. Okay, oh, let me pull up a roster. Also, I heard Keep... a, an alarming tweet that Romeo Quara is hopeful to play this year, so he may yeah, not even come back started, this year. He just started yeah. like jogging and running. That's not good. I feel misled. I thought he'd be like. Jameson Williams, like where he'd be back sooner than later, but that that's not. Oh, great. Tom Pelissero is uh, saying that uh, we'll be lucky to see uh, uh, Williams Evan, within the first six weeks. Are you joking? I think Evan was a little zoned out when we said that. No, swear Grant to God. said that. Grant said that. Like, Did he? Yeah, I think Evan was. Evan was looking at something. Brock Wright. Brock Notre Wright. Dame tight end. Brock wrong. He had two touchdowns last year. All right, I'll keep us moving. The Detroit Tigers, this will go quick, I think, unless, Evan, you have anything to say. Um, my only opening statement is there's a lot of buzz about how the Padres won the deadline with getting Juan Soto. I would say and Robbie. Josh Bell. Don't forget about it. Josh and Bell's Josh very Bell. good. Josh Bell's a good baseball player. And I player. heard Josh Hader, too. Did they get Josh Hader Yes, as well? they did. That's it was, insane. Uh, it was tampering. going all in. Uh, reliever not that tampering, was stinking tampering. for the Padres getting traded for a reliever that was stinking for the Brewers and, you know, just flip-flopped. But also the haters good though. Maybe he's he not has over a four point ERA in the month of July. Alex. Okay. Well, can I say something? Well, mm-hmm. I, I, let me finish my opening statement. Oh, but you might steal it. Yeah, I might. I want to say the real gonna, the real winners of the trade it. deadline are Robbie Grossman and Michael Fulmer because they're out of this team. That's that's who won the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say we traded Michael Fulmer for a single A seven point one seven ERA pitcher, but whatever. Is that real? I didn't even look at the prospects. That's real. That's how little I he's care that, about this he's team. that terrible. Seven ERA and single, maybe double A. I wish Robbie and Michael the best. We I traded hope they Michael Fulmer for Evan Cadmus pitching in the minor leagues. Dude, Evan can throw a seven ERA in three games. What's the oh, dude's name? I saw a fantastic meme of who Al Avila is. It's uh, Big Al from uh, Toy Story 2. <laughs> Sleeping on the sleeping on the couch of he eating his cheesy puffs. He's oh sleeping God. on the couch during the trade deadline. That's just that perfect. fat, large, just worthless piece of crap. Dude, the Tigers are such anything. are such a joke. It such just gets joke, more dude. comical every every week. Who yeah. did we trade Robbie Grossman for? Did we trade him for someone, or did we just yeah. kind of give him away? Washing for one know, washing machine. It was yeah, one machine. good year. He was kind of. There was a report coming out last for him. There was a reports out last week that we could trade everybody, and we traded two players. Dude, I don't know. Well, because Evan, the needle wasn't moving for Big Al. Okay. It's just so but hard to care. it was for care. Michael Fulmer for that 7.17 ERA Blow up the entire front office. Blow it up. I yeah, it's so hard up. to care. All you need to sell the team. You need to sell the team. We fired Dave Dombrowski for going GM. to two World Series. Just start with a GM. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. But the scouts, I'm not, I'm not rooting the for the Tigers. If this continues. this the... continues next year. I'm never rooting for them again. Well, that's that's extreme. You just take a break no, from baseball. Grant. It's been great on my mental. 
for seven years. I'm kind of getting sick of it, man. It's kind of nice to have your summer completely off. We're like, we go so it's hard. It's kind of not. I just come home and I'm like, oh, is there anything on? Nope, there's not. We go so there's hard. There's nothing on. You have Game of Thrones to rewatch. You have Succession. We go so hard yeah, in I football. Yeah, just watch shows. It's good Sucks. to have a stretch where we don't have to care about sports. No, it's not. We yeah, eat, you're right. No, you're right. Sports. <laughs> you're it's right. not it's fun. Not great. It sucks. I hate every second of it. Um, speaking of sports and lack of coverage on them, Fuck the athletic, the athletic, seems like the rumor I started. They really don't have an uh, MSU writer. So if you guys want to get in the comments and, and bully them, people have already been doing it. But one of the biggest recruits in state history, Xavier Booker, signs over the weekend. Not really a peep from the athletic about what it means for the team. Just a gen- general breaking news. They signed him. So not really sure what that operation's doing. Um, but Michigan State's a pretty big college program that probably deserves a solo beat writer. So, hey, heads up, athletic. I did <laughs> not renew. I have not and I will not until Michigan State has a writer. So I don't have no athletic right now, and I do feel naked because I can't see all the Lions observations that I want to see, but can't do it. Wow. Can't do it. Evan, your thoughts? It's just hot or cool throne Solari and couch. (laughs) Solari and couch stock up. Stock rising for them. Uh, Except they're behind paywalls and also Chris Solari's garbage. Sorry, we'll never be you know the what? Show. There's a there's a there's a cease of power. There's an opening here. Maybe you guys get those fingers out and you start crankling on the blog, and you guys become the beat writers of Michigan I'm gonna State. Drop a game by game prediction blog, Evan, if you want to join. Sure. Ooh, I like that a little collab like they do on the Athletic. People that we... live for game by game predictions. So you can boycott the elect- Athletic, but I still have to talk about them. And I'll be this. I'll just tell you guys what's going on. Thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna end up getting it back. There's just no way I won't. Yeah. But all right. For now, football talk. We got we're about well, get we're cutting out a decent amount, so we're getting a little less an hour. So, if we do like 15, 15 on each of these, we should be perfect timing wise. Um, we'll start with Michigan defending Big Ten champs preview. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna work that in as many times as I can during this. I didn't say it during offense, but I gotta work it in. Um, get it out all you can. Yep, yep, just like basketball, you gotta milk that, and then when things go bad, anyways, hinted at it. Last show, if you listened, but the obvious statement here is the defense is a little bit sh- more shaky this year compared to last year, just naturally with the production they saw. Um, we'll start with coaching, so everyone is informed. New defensive coordinator for Michigan, Mike McDonald, the man, the myth, the legend, came in one year. I was very high on him after reading a profile of like this guy's an analytics savant, business degree, all that stuff. Worked his way up through Georgia. Very confident in him. It worked out. Now, I guess this would be someone in the same train of thought, but not as accomplished as Mike McDonald. Like, there's a reason Mike got the job last year and not Jesse Minter because they were in the same pool, both from the Ravens. Um, Jesse Minter's background coached at Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Indiana State, Georgia State. The Say Ra- the last one. The Ravens. Say the last one. Then he went to Vanderbilt. <laughs> Right. Sorry. I mean, you could have done that. People know that is dumpster fire. You could have done that about Indiana State, probably as well. I did. I ate a little poop for that. (laughs) Went to Vanderbilt, and now is at Michigan. The hope here, the thought, is that he's going to have the same philosophy as Mike McDonald. Like it's not going to be some changing of scheme. So that I think that will be good overall. But it's just like how how do their two brains differ? Um, 
their X's and O's, their like the way they are able to teach drills will be the key. And if the success can continue, and also the talent pool Mike McDonald got to work with, it's probably a little bit higher um, as we on paper as we go into this season. So, replenishing last year's production. How many of Michigan's top tacklers do you think are gone from last year? The top six. Like in order? Yeah. yeah. They were all in order. Like it just went down. I was like, oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Five. Top four. You guys were right there. Top four tacklers from last year. You just said five. So that's why I said that. Top four tacklers are gone. Two double-digit set guys gone. So got to replace a lot. We'll start on the defensive line. They return two and a half sacks essentially with Taylor Upshaw. He had two and a half sacks in four games. So not really a lot known there. Um, but he is the guy who at least did something last year. A guy people are hopeful on is Mike Morris from Michigan. Michigan State fans know about him. Um, they hate him because he was the one who um, choked out, tried to choke out Kenneth Walker at the bottom of a pile. So little scumbag, little dog mentality depending on how you look at it. There's no place in the game for that though. And then a guy who I think will be a budding star on the defensive line, not as a high sack guy, but a just mass human being who was solid last year. It's Mozzie Smith, uh, defensive line right over the nose tackle, three three bills, just a big old boy, hard to move around. Um, so that is the layout for the defensive line. Any thoughts from you guys on that unit? And are you just like, hey, this, this unit's going to be pretty bad compared to last year? Uh, it would obviously be dramatically different when now you're going to have to probably dial up a little more um, stunts, blitzes, just to get the production out of your uh, front four. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think run defense, I think they'll be totally fine. Um, but obviously, pass rush, that's where you're going to be hurting mostly. Um, and I see whoever's probably the quickest can turn Sass production is going to probably play on third down, second, third down passing situation. So I think there could be a rotation of guys that you're probably unfamiliar with or just new to playing time. I agree with Evan. You're definitely not – I shouldn't say definitely not, but you're unlikely to get the production, sack production from just rushing four every time that you got last year. So you definitely have to call more blitzes. Wouldn't be worried about the run game at all. It just wouldn't be. You know, that's Kenneth Walker's running against you. Yep. Now, if you run into one of those guys, maybe Travion Henderson exploits Michigan's run defense, but I wouldn't be too worried about that. Yeah. The only thing that gives me hope with the line is that um, Hutchinson, we kind of knew, had a lot of potential. He battled through injuries during the, the weird COVID season, so there was like expectations for him. Ojabo really came out of nowhere. I was going back and looking at his stats. He did nothing until his breakout year where he had 11 sacks. So I'm not, I'm not expecting anyone on this defensive line to have 10 sacks, but if you had a couple guys range in the 5 to 7, you could accumulate as many sacks that Hutchinson and Ojabo, they had 25 combined sacks last year. So if you can compile different ways to get there that would be nice um there is one guy i forgot to mention brayden brayden mcgregor who has been working through the system was a high recruit he is supposed to get a lot of opportunity and hopefully if you're a michigan fan he makes a jump uh for michigan on the line but again a lot of unknowns with that group 
linebacking group, a group I feel pretty good about, a solid group. Um, yes, you lose Josh Ross, who was a slow. captain, but as Alex just mentioned, he was slower athletically, but he made a m- bunch of massive plays, um, one massive play in the Ohio State game to start the second half on the third down. So he was always there. He's a veteran guy. But now you bring back Junior Colson, who he's going to be a name we hear forever because he started right away as a freshman. He had 60 tackles last year. Um, then you have Nakai Hillgreen, who will for sake of purpose, we'll just call NHG, 50 tackles last year. So guys that saw a lot of action and got to play alongside Josh Ross, and they're more athletic. The concern with this group, the depth behind them, I don't really know. I don't. I was looking at the names, a couple of recruits I remember when we when we brought them in, but no one like, hey, like last year I knew if Josh Ross went down at all, you have Junior Colson and HG behind him. If one of those guys goes down, I don't know. Could be a new guy. So don't really have a ton other than that on the linebacking group. More athletic, which I think, as you guys can attest, it's nice to have athletic linebackers. Yeah, and experience. Definitely and experience. Uh, that could be a problem. Depth definitely could be a problem. Last group here, defensive backs could end up being the strength of this defense because I was looking through and um, you know our relationship with PFF. We had Austin Gale on. Very nice guy. They do a lot of great work, have some cool graphics, but sometimes their grades, what? I don't know if their work is great. No one knows where it comes from and what it is. Yeah, but we've talked about it's nice that when it backs your team, it's sus when it doesn't. When it's and you good disagree for you, you it. like it. And so I like it. They have DJ Turner as the highest graded Big Ten defensive back going into this season. Um he had two interceptions last year. He was targeted 46 times, gave up 20 completions. So less than 50% of the time a completion was happening on him, which feels pretty good for a defensive back. Um, he made some splash plays, like a great interception. You just know the kid has good hand-eye coordination against Northwestern with that interception. So we're looking for him to be a dog in the secondary. And then behind him, you have two safeties that saw playing time last year and R.J. Moten and Rod Moore. Rod Moore came on really strong at the end of the year. Um, but of course, Michigan fans will know you're replacing veteran Brad Hawkins, who was always in the right place at the right time, shout out the Nebraska game, and Dax Hill, who was a very high draft pick, who was a freak athlete. Um, so you got to replace those guys. And then you have Will Johnson, a five-star, and Gamon Green as your cornerback. So um, I don't know. Again, it's similar to the defensive line. We are replacing two really accomplished players, but it's a chance for people to step up. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about the secondary for the Wolverines. It's a shame Vincent Gray is not back. I knew we couldn't get through without that name coming up. I'm not sure what happened to him with the NFL either. I'm sure it's not going well. <laughs> Tough. I would love for him to find a home somewhere. He didn't play that bad a second this past year. I have to say that. He made more tackles. The guy stinks. He made Rocky Lombardi who he is. Georgia made him look pretty good. Yeah, didn't he fall down? They, they, they yeah, had, some they of the had, worst coverage ever. They had some cleat problems in that game. Balls in the lights. Yeah. I haven't think Vincent Gray's a good player, though, so it's okay. No, yeah, don't wait. Was. Very good college player. Gave him Michigan State a win once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way Evan actually does. <laughs> no, I'm the one streaming from the bleacher saying, always throw it to him. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the biggest thing with this defense is who is going to make the tackles? Who's going to step up? Who's going to be the name that you're going to turn to? Like, all right, you need to make a play when 
their time's coming, crunch time in the game. Um, I think scheme wise, they both come from the Ravens, mm-hmm. from basically uh, what uh, Harbaugh said during the uh, media days. He said it was between McDonald and the current defensive coordinator, and then they picked Mike McDonald first. And so when they're coming back, they just went, Jim just went to him again and he said, yes, this time. Um, so I think scheme wise, it won't be too different. Um, obviously just production and see what happens. But good thing, like we said, on the offensive side, you guys are playing the cupcake non-conference at home. Don't have to leave until October. So you don't really have to run anything exotic, but you also get super exotic because it's probably not going to hurt you against inferior opponents. Yeah. Testing grounds to, to get, yeah. uh, to get ready. And then you go face, I was vaunted offense. Kinnick Stadium is probably going to be a night game. Dude, Spencer Petras is so good. Oh my God. What, what is the big Ten going to do? It's not is he that. Back? It's the quarterback. He's not back, Alex. It's Kinnick Stadium. He stinks. He's it's not Kinnick back, Stadium. is he? I mean, I was just making fun of how bad he is. No, yeah, he's back. Just go give that Big Ten Ten championship game a listen if you want to start thoughts on Iowa. PPG. Oh, freshman. Freshman. Talk freshman. Freshman. Let me go first. I only know one. Let me go first. Yeah. It's got to be Will Johnson. Who else is it going to be? He's the headliner. Five-star. One of the highest recruits in the program's history right out of Detroit. I wouldn't be stunned. I wouldn't be stunned. Gross point. Good call. Yeah. He's got to play. Yeah, that sounds less less tough than Detroit. There's a need, and he's good. Yep, it would be him bet- between him and uh, Gamon Green. Jamon, I don't know. I never know how to pronounce that name. G E M O N. I need to. Yeah, I need German? to figure out how to say that. <laughs> Gamon, I think it's Gamon Green. Um, I'm going be Jamon. T- between those two, but with corners, just like Jeff Okuda and Will Harris, they're going to get rotated in no matter what. No. Nope. The, uh, uh, the other That's guy. Not true. <laughs> the other guy to watch out for is Derek Moore. Um, he was a huge late commit in last year's cycle and you just see like somehow Darius Clemens I talked about with offense you just see a guy like well that guy's super athletic he looks huge um he could play on this team a guy to watch that you guys are familiar with um we might see some Rayshon Benny this year after going through the program for one year so there's a hole there on the defensive line loser see if Rayshon Benny um the flip king can um can fill it PPG as Alex say not paints though not PPG paints so last year, Grant stats, meaning, meaningful games, <laughs> meaningful games, Michigan gave up 18 points per game, which is remarkable for modern college football. They were like top five in the country. Even with the 37 they gave up against Michigan yeah, State? Yeah, that was the, I think wow, there was only, that's pretty good. I think there was only two games they gave up more than 30, Michigan State being, you guys were the, Michigan State scored the most points of the entire season against Michigan, um, which kind of goes back to the point better of, better than Georgia. Better than Georgia, better than Ohio State. How much Ohio did Georgia State, 35? Uh, I don't know. I feel like they put up a million. After that trick play, I was like, wow, this team's very good at football. Why is it not easy to see the score? You don't know the score of your team's college football playoff no, loss? I bl- 34. I blacked it out. 34 to 11. What a weird number. Yikes. Um, so, yeah, 18 in meaningful games. What are you guys thinking for this year? What feels right for this new question mark filled defense? We're talking meaningful games only or the season as a whole. I kind of We're gonna give up zero for the first four weeks. Meaningful play actual cupcake teams. Meaningful (sighs) games then. Twenty four. Six points more per game. Touchdown more. Yeah. 
I like that. I always forget who you guys played besides Iowa. Pretty bad teams. Didn't, you say, didn't we say State Illinois because we said we both played Illinois? Yeah, they stink. Oh, God, they're running power just down your throat. They're going to try to manhandle you. Red Bean was going to win that game for six it. to three. <laughs> <laughs> we beat Penn State last year. It was like 17, 15, and eight overtimes. Pumpkin patch. Yeah. Um, Years off our life. <laughs> Colorado State on ABC at noon. What do you think, Evan? Zero. Meaningful game, so like big zero 10 games only. Maryland, zero. No, Maryland led the conference, second in conference in points. So low-key. Kind of be a difficult matchup for them. Meaningful games, Evan. Maryland's not going to be. Alex, they're second in conference in points, over 30 points per game. Well, we played them. They didn't look very good. Adam? I'm going to – what did you say? So they gave the 18 24. last year. An additional tutty. I'll say 22 and a half. Generous. I like that, Evan. Uh, I did 24. Indiana's still bad, and Sean Clifford's still a quarterback at Penn State. Ah, Drew Alar is. I think, think Alar will take over that job. Lars very good. You gotta have a man. We've seen a lot be. of Sean Clifford over our lives, and we know he is bad. And they continue. We, he is to who go we thought well. he was. <laughs> he is who Grant, we thought he PPG. was. Twenty four. Let him off the camp. I in my mind, I did six points. Add six points. You're losing two double digits. Biggest strength. Overall speed, like I talked about with the linebackers, just quicker across the board. Out. How about the very position group? Oh. Be the deep, the be edge rushing, uh, weakness, depth, and edge rushing. Oh, I thought you were saying the strength was edge rushing. No, and sorry, this was edge rushing. Like, sorry, wow, I give you a specific group. For never heard that one. Strength probably will be the secondary, like pass coverage, I would say, because you're going to have athletic linebackers and experienced secondary more so than the defensive line. Weakness, coaching. Okay, so chopping for Jesse now. Minter. Okay, so for you're now unproven, lack of experience. But Mike McDonald tree maybe. So hope he's I better. Was skeptical at... of McDonald last year. He kind of let down in the game that my team played in. So yeah, you're gonna view that through a bias line. He was g- pretty great and everything else. Just the only bad thing or was did you play bad offenses? Was subbing teams on no, holding Ohio State to under thirty was a massive accomplishment. Yeah. In the snow. It's football. It's the, Michigan it's fans love to hate on weather if it doesn't help them. Every fan does that. Well, do they? Yeah. The Bills versus Patriots game. Just kidding, man. Just relax. Just relax. <laughs> it's football. I'm fired up. Pads are on. Um, Anything else? No. I think it's time to talk about Michigan State's defense. Who you guys? Scotty Hazeltine? Scott Hazeltine. Scotty Hazelton will be a D coordinator and linebackers. Ross L's no longer linebackers going to special teams. Brandon Jordan is going to be our pass for a specialist. Marco Coleman BJ. is now our defensive line coach. Okay. And Mel Tucker will be coaching defensive backs, corners specifically, and Harlan Burnett will be only be coaching safeties. There's a lot of changes on the defense. You got quality control did guys I, in there too. Get all that covered, Evan? <laughs> New D-line coaches, Mel's coaching corners, and Hazelton is coaching linebackers like and D-coordinator and Elvis special teams. Brand Jordan's coaching D-end. Brand Jordan. No, he's pass rush specialist. There's a That's, difference. 
Yes, no, so there's only, a difference. We only have two D-line coaches, and then we have a D-line assistant, Bickerson. Overall system staying the same this year? Is that the general no. theme? I assume it's going to change a little bit. I assume it's going to stay the same, but there's. I feel like there's going to be a lot more like different more like, packages. packages coming out. Yeah, A lot more dime. Some stand-up edge rushers. You think so? Um, I'd see I a think lot it's more, time. You'll see a lot more skinny dudes out there. Okay. So we're gonna have some stand-up linebackers. But still, Cal Halliday, right? The boogeyman um, will still be out there for majority. He's still of the gonna downs. play. Who he's calls him play. that? Gus Johnson, the boogeyman. Call him the boogeyman. Yeah, we watched the Michigan game. Now the coach is calling him the boogeyman. And it's John Wick too. I think Cal no drip. He's got too many nicknames. The country boy. Yeah. Um, Cal no glove. Last year's Obviously. production. You guys want? Go ahead, Evan. Yeah, it's pretty easy to replenish it. No, I got <laughs> grand. There stats. wasn't any of it. How many of your top bucket in order tacklers are returning? Halliday's back. Snow. Snow's back. Henderson's back. Henderson led the team in tackles, I think, last year. Yeah, he did. Gross I think back. Halliday was second. I would say most of them are back. Top the only four. one that's not back, I think, is Core. Top top four back. Crouch. Top four back. So yeah, take Carl. Michigan losing oh, the top four. Michigan State gets the top four back. It was like basically all your safeties and Cal. Can you Halliday. name the four? It was Henderson, Gross, Snow, and Halliday, not in any order, but Henderson definitely They're led. All, all those guys are gonna play a lot still. Yeah. Um top sack leader, gone. Panshuk yeah, okay. finally out of my life. The guy that's hated okay. we didn't the like guy hated Michigan. Well, he's a good player. Um, people used to say he's better than Hutchinson. I will never forget that stretch of Twitter when people were comparing stats. And then you have five and a half sacks returning in Petrowski. So a little bit more sacks Mm. returning. Dude, Jeff Petrowski is taking a step up, Evan, and you know it. Dude, he's he's barely six foot. Let's get into the DN group. If he was out there, I would be so stubborn as an offense coordinator. I'm running power 90 times at that kid until he gets off the field. Talk, Talk about Chris Bogle to Grant. Let's, let's talk about Chris Bogle. Uh, Chucky. Is that what they call him? Um, he carries around oh, a yeah, Chucky he takes doll. pictures with a Chucky doll. He does. Oh, that's, Super weird. That's psychotic. <laughs> High recruit. Highly ranked recruit. Um, transfer from Florida. Athletic. Okay. Um, edge rusher. He's there for edge rusher. He's not there for basically anything else. Just speed off the edge. Um, Brandon Wright, he finally, he's playing his senior out. year. He's probably, this is probably like his ninth year at, at campus, it seems like. Started at running back. Yes. Beefed up. Now he plays defensive end. Evan, over, under five and a half sacks for him. For Brandon Wright. Mm-hmm. Under. I'm taking the over. Would you like to make a wager? Who is this guy? Five, he says five and a half. What is his? Uh, I'll take the under. His stats are none, Grant. I'm, this is my shot in the dark call that this guy's going to have over five and a half sacks. I mean, you name it. Well, we can talk about it. We can talk about the debts. A Lannister always pays. Yes, yes I do. Um, so there's one side, basically. Michael Fletcher, I'd like to see more production out of him. Just a bigger body defensive end. I don't um, think he has it. He's third on the R lads depth chart. What about Tank Brown? He got changed positions. He's now no longer a defensive end. He's officially a linebacker. Oh well, that's R lads needs Evan. to update that. It's not. That's not true, Evan. Yes, it is. No, the the depth chart they released earlier is the same one from like two years ago. It's not. 
He's no, not it, it updated his roster on the official roster page of Michigan State. That roster is not updated. Look at the heights and weights. I'm sorry. He's not playing linebacker. A big question I have Promise. is a lot of talent you guys oh, are discussing. I in practice yesterday. I was. <laughs> a lot of He's ta- not playing linebacker. Well, actually, practice started today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Grant. Really? You guys don't open up till tomorrow? Yeah. We had Michigan reporting today. Michigan's one step ahead. I love that. Already we practice on the weekends if we have no days off. Oh, damn it. Okay, now they're even. <laughs> um, with all this talent being brought in, transfer, we know Nicole Auerbach, athletic, she kind of wrote, filled the beat writer. She just wrote a story about um, Mel Tucker's portal process. More talent, Bogle. How will it translate in the edge rushing? Do you guys anticipate a double-digit sack haver for Michigan State this upcoming season? Or more I spread out? think so i, I think don't know more if it'll be one out. guy yeah i mean we I led the big 10 in like qb pressures but it just did not translate to sacks we actually had a lot of sacks the problem was teams passed against us more than any other team in the country so we had way more opportunities for sacks because of how bad our pass coverage well, we did play the three most was. pass heavy offenses in college football last year in ohio state purdue and western kentucky Hmm. And we made Michigan look like they had an aerial attack. So true. That's where he goes wrong. Uh, I think it's just be more widespread. I don't think there is a guy as right now. There's no guy that you see that's like, all right, he's going to be the edge rusher on every third down. That's just pin your ears back and watch the passer. Now for the two most talented guys in this unit, the IDL, I would say not to pump your guys' own tires, but the duo of Barrow and Slade, probably the best duo in the Big Ten of interior defensive linemen. Has to be. I'm a little ignorant on Penn State and Ohio State's crew right now, but they just Wisconsin maybe. It just feels like those two guys, from watching them, they're always making plays. If they're both healthy together, it's going to be really hard to run inside zones against Michigan State. Impossible, really. Impossible. I mean, those two, <laughs> when fully healthy, elite defensive tackles. Run stuffers, make plays. Very underrated, honestly. So I'm glad you said that, Grant. I know ball. PFF, they love them. We love PFF. No, no we don't. Okay. Um, linebacking core, some questions there. What do you guys thought? My question to kind of lead the discussion. Will the new transfer LB talent go the distance this time and be more consistent than a guy like Corvarius Crouch? That's my big question as, as an outlook or someone looking into the program. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what I want to say. Okay. Then maybe don't say it. That's a good rule, though. I just think the... But you get the, the question. Like, what brought last? in have a uh, better understanding of what is required in a Mel Tucker-ran program. Okay. So better awareness? More, better. more veterans? All around IQ football-wise. Okay. At least that's my guess. So I think it'll be better. And there's more. There's not just one guy. It's a couple. The two most additions, if I'm getting this right, are Jacoby Windham and Aaron Brule or Brule. 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 I like that. What are you guys' thoughts on those two? Evan. I think Aaron uh, Brule is a, probably the dark horse candidate for be like the new upcomer for uh at least our teams that we cheer for, if not for the Big Ten. 
I mean, he had a second or third round grade uh, playing in linebacker in the SEC last year. Um, super talented guy, led the SEC in quarterback pressures, I believe. Um, just flying under the radar at Michigan State got this linebacker. So more Most, of an edge presence linebacker? Um, With that pressure. He lined up in normal linebacker, your typical 4-3, 4-2, wherever you want to say it, position most of the time, but he is will go down on third down, um, pass rush especially, and he turns the corner very well. I'm just a guy that just plays in the backfield and runs sideline to sideline very well. Oh, I love that. You sound like a scout when, right there. When we talked about uh, when I said there'd be more stand-up edge rushers, really what I just meant is Winman and Brule dropping down into the box and rushing off the edge, standing up. I think those two guys are really good at getting to the quarterback. So to be like de facto defensive ends, not really, but they know how to get to the quarterback. Jacoby Winman was all conference for UNLV. I get it. It's a poopy conference, poopy team, but he's supposed to be very good as well. And he's a freak athlete. His highlight tape is pretty cool. He's got a sick edits tape. You should watch that. Over a hundred tackles last year. He's a really good football player. The only thing I can think about, I got distracted by the name. I think, Creme brulee is a no-brainer for for Aaron. Creme brulee. If the he's really Spartan good, Twitter accounts tweeted that out when he committed. If he's really good, brulee. we add creme de la creme brulee because he's the best of. So we'll see how his performance unfolds. So, okay, I'm looking at the. I'm going just going off of our lads' depth chart. A lot of plugs for them. I love their depth chart site. So they got. We obviously got Cal. We already talked about. It. I mean, he's just steady rock. Like that guy just has already earned his Kel's, spot. Cal's that guy. He's got haters, um, but he's just gonna be there. He doesn't care about haters. Doesn't care about swag. He just makes plays and farms probably. So that's just yeah. what Cal Halliday does. It's a great football player. Got Windman. Oh, I hate that. Now that you said, I was saying Windum, but it's Windman. Windman. Brule. Is, they have Darius Snow listening listen to the linebacker core. Is he going to play in that zone? Darius Snow is a great football player and is a linebacker this year as well. Okay. So that's kind of your four. Move from nickel to linebacker. Oh, Ben Van Sommer on this depth chart. Love that name. He's a great special teamer. <laughs> that's very diplomatic of you to say. Um, and then the safeties. I mean, God, not to just keep just the... I, don't, I'm not, I want to say something, but I'm not going to say <laughs> that. Would- to keep the the, the, the the train going, Angelo Gross, the Honey Weasel. Am I right? Am I in midseason form? Yes, Honey Weasel and uh, Xavier Henderson, just absolute dogs at safety. So, you you guys are you guys very confident? Right Alex just made a face. Right I, don't made a face. I don't love Gross too much. His coverage, he makes a lot of like blunders. A lot of missed assignments that lead to big plays, at least last year. I mean, I'm hoping he gets a better grasp. It was his first year at the position, but his coverage worries me a little bit. Okay, fair. Evan? I think the entire really second year's coverage worries you a little bit based off of last year. There's I not trust one guy Henderson to at least be in the right spot. How are you supposed to stop Aiden O'Connell? You can't stop that, man. You know, how did you stop David Bell just mossing you half of the time? 50-50 balls. Um. It just the run first, and it just matter more repetition and getting the coverages down. I, I think returning guys doesn't hurt. Coach. I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, obviously you just have to fix it. Yeah, to fix I do coverages. think there's a guy at safety in the waiting that it's going to be better than Gross, but it's a different time. Tate Halleck. No, 
I just looked at the last Shout name on the death He follows us on Twitter. <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, no, I didn't his mean his mom went to high school with our parents, Alex. Really? Yes. Oh, my, oh, my dad knows. My, my, my parents know the, the mom. The mom. The mom. The mom. name is. <laughs> Mama. Um, you're, thinking about, you're talking about Jaden Mangum. Jaden Mangum. Because you are you are the He's biggest like hype guy of like fresh. No, he played a lot in it. spring game. I think he's got Spring some practice. Okay, good. Sorry. Whatever. Same everyone, everyone. I think he's going to be game. like the clear backup safety, and I think he is more athletic, and he's taller. Gross is a little small. Okay. Gross is a downhill. He shouldn't be playing safety. He's that downhill. He's a nickel. He's an outside nickel, linebacker where Darius Snow played last year. But we have him at safety, and hence why I'm Position a of need. All right. Yeah. When a guy that's um, willing to tackle and can run sideline to sideline, you have to find a spot for him to play. Yes, we just need to teach him how to. Evan's a big sideline to sideline. Like picked guy. off, uh, picked off. Uh, what's his name? Derek picked King. off King. Yeah, Miami game. Never forget. Garrett it. Wilson. Just Great game. absolutely. I kind of forgot. I was, I was pretty buzzed. So I did not remember that play when you said it just now. It's huge. It's a huge play. End of the first half. While they were driving. That first half was very boring. Let's talk about our <laughs> SEC corners that are massive. Um, yeah, this is Marquis Lowry's room. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually going to play a lot. But <laughs> should he be? I think he's all right. I really don't think he's bad. The OSU he, tape would suggest otherwise. But yeah, again, everyone. A bad game. Yeah, That's a bad game. These guys all would have transferred to EMCC if that was the only game they played <laughs> last year. Not Keon Coleman. Big touchdown. I will start with this. Do you guys agree that the two starting corners based on our lads are Amir Speed and Ronald Williams? No doubt. Would be stunned if if otherwise. What about the hometown hero, Charles Brantley? He's third, right off the bench. Probably played. I mean, there's this. I don't know if we're going to. This is a question for Evan, I guess. Okay. Is Brantley going to play the nickel spot in our 4 2 5? I literally think it's like any corner can probably play out there at any Kimbrough, time besides. Just going to rotate that thing. Speed will probably be locked down at like Speed the and Williams, corner. I think, are outside all the Williams time. can't yeah. play. Williams is a big boy. He'd play outside. Speed's even taller than him. Oh, he's yeah, big boys huge. playing outside. They're, they're outside <laughs> yes. corners. They're not. And like, so I think everyone else could probably play that nickel corner. Whoever's covering, whoever wants a willing to tackle in the box. Because you're going to be facing bigger guys. If you're inside, you're going to face some bigger targets. You're going to face the tight ends and whatnot, the split-out tight ends. And those are the ones that run the crossing routes over the middle all the time. Can you chase or can you pick up the guy that's running across? You got to tackle at the nickel spot a lot too, right? And then you're playing at the line of scrimmage more often. Like Snow really loves to hit. Snow was playing that position last year, and he was second on our team or first on our team in tackles. So I love Snow. I wish he never left the nickel position, but. Well, who, I'm not. I'm not a coach. Chester Kimbrough. You talked about him. Hero of the Nebraska game, if my memory serves correct. Sounds like he'll not be a, not a huge fan of. His sounds game. like him and Brantley will probably be vying for that third spot. Watch out for Marquis. Watch out for Marquis. Coaches um, really like him. The guy pops. Yeah. I wonder. I hope. I hope he keeps his hair the same. Number twenty nine. Dude, could you imagine if he had a pick six this year? The pandemonium from Grant's living room in Minnesota. The t-shirts that would be designed. Um, okay, that's that. Impact freshman. Alex already kind of blew his cover Jayden on Mangum. that. Um, Evan, oh, God, do you have one on the defensive side of the ball that could I mean, make a play? 
you look at the secondary. I don't. I don't know what Alex was going to go with the second guy, but like if you look at the secondary and how bad we were last year, if people don't produce and like you're not going to be able to cover, I think any almost anybody has a chance to play in the secondary. Um, so like there's freshmen available. Um, there's a Wiley and Malik Spencer. I think he's a safety. Oh, Willie. You got Malik Spencer, Dylan Tatum, Willie Coley. Caleb Cooley. So. There's a chance for any of those guys that you see action in games. Um, last year, our secondary got just depleted with injuries, so we were going down to a we didn't even have any redshirt walk on playing. Um, that was brutal. So, I would say I would start there, which is any secondary guy has a chance. That feels right because the other guy that would have a chance not in the secondary would be ben's better half alex van summeren but it's hard eyes recruit it's hard to play position for it's him. hard to play interior defensive lines the freshman in the big 10 it's just you and are really good especially the dudes here behind are all big 10 so yeah it's gonna be tough to crack that lineup so yeah it'll probably be one of those secondary guys even if it's just on special teams they make a play so do we even do we even have any linebackers or not really. Uh, no. No, no edge rushers. Uh, Quavian, Young edge rushers. No. That are Sorry, that's actually right. Zion Carter. Young. I saw a video of Zion Young, and I Zion actually texted big, Alex and Luke, and I was like, who is this guy? Because this guy is ginormous. He was standing next to Vince Summerin, Alex Vince Summerin. Vince Summerin's defensive Power. tackle, 300 pounds, and this dude could have been just the camera angle of how it was positioned. This guy was massive. He's a defensive end, but... It's like one of those guys, like in high school, like you have Zion Young be the first one off the bus and just walk out onto <laughs> the field. Everyone just gets scared. Yes. It was one of those okay, situations. All right. Mango. P- PPG, not the paints. Last How year. How bad was it last year? In meaningful games. Meaningful games. 26 <sighs> points per game. Got to get better by two points. I was saying 24. Is what you expect this year. I might just be... Drinking Kool Aid, I think it's be twenty one. I love you, Grant. Yes, yes. I wanted to go think, low, but I thought that I'd get a slappy bias on me. Yes, I think like as, as it kind of be better, Evan. What I expect, yes, I, I agree, Alex. But all, there's also has to certain situation. Did we think Kate McNair will throw from damn near four hundred yards against us? No, like we didn't think our corners were that bad. We were blinded by the results. We were bl- we were blinded by the wins. We were blinded by our record. We didn't really – we just masked over it. Be like, oh, we faced yeah, – I Kentucky. think we kind of talked about it each week. I think what it was, was – Yeah, but we self-talked ourselves into it. Be like, okay, we faced Western Kentucky. You know, our teams are down by a lot, so they're throwing a lot. You know, one of those situations. And we just talked ourselves out of the actual facts of what this was feels going different. on in the second year. This feels well, different. The facts – were and it was a valid point was like you guys had been don't break tattooed on your chest where it was yeah. you guys were like highest yards given up but got some puck luck and some good stops earned stops in the red zone and then water finally found its level where like the splash plays started hitting as well and then teams were converting in the red zone and it was like oh crap and then you were just absolutely bleep. But there was a real stretch at the beginning of the year where it was like, this team just hunkers down in the red zone and they give up field goals. There's more talent. I think it's that simple. And there's more depth, and that's what you need. Because there was a million injuries, too, at the end of last year that caused a lot of problems as well. And I think we're better suited for injuries this year. On paper. Yeah. All of it's on paper. 
I mean, our schedule against quarterbacks, I still don't like it. Um, first two games, Graham not worried about some it. heavy hitters in there? I mean, anytime you're facing a, a Power 5 team in primetime on the road, you never feel really good Scary. about it. I'm worried about it's that. Gonna be, if it's Penix, though. Are you talking, are you talking about yeah, Washington, Washington Penix. Penix in Mel's first year, 20 straight completions. And a pick to Shakur Brown. I just don't see it. Yeah, he's just not. I mean, we I get, know, I don't luckily see we it. get Minnesota at home. It's Tanner Morgan. Kirk Rocker returns the, for them, though. Um, oh, this is not a Minnesota fan account, Evan. <laughs> they are a run first. They team. hate their coach. They don't like... They don't like to play for Certain PJ. Players they don't, don't like, like PJ Flag. There's actually a lot of dirty little rumors out there. They do have Mo Ibrahim back, and Tanner Morgan's in year 36. No. Tanner Morgan is Sean Clifford tier. So that is, yeah. He stinks. Yeah. He had some good NFL wide receivers that made him look sweet for a the year. The good thing, this defense is going to be better. Grant said it, and he is not biased. No, I'm also trying to like hedge my bets because I was so down on Michigan State last year that I'm just trying to do the old reverse. Like this team's gonna be nice. No, but what I really deep down <laughs> this team think is gonna be nice. What I really deep down think is Michigan compared to Michigan's offense is going to be better. Michigan State's defense is going to be better, and it's all going to be somewhere in the middle. And Alex is going to disagree with me. Couldn't it's fine. More. It's the, that's the beauty of the podcast. But I think Michigan State's better at everything except special teams. Oh yeah, I mean, you guys still Jake, still there? Jake Moody and our punter. Yeah. Oh, Moody. Oh, we don't oh my god, Moody. Moody. But we well, have you the had... best punter in the Big Ten. No, Brad Robbins is an absolute wagon. Okay, Bryce Berenger is also a wagon. So we have great punters. Good for our, us. Our special teams we don't have win. a kicker. Special we teams do win not have a place kicker. You have a we freshman have a guy that's never freshman. made a kick. You have a freshman. Yeah, we're can't wait to lose a game on a field goal. I think your guys is Jack Stone. Just looking at the schedule, I think well, we'll get to the schedules at a different time. But I think the schedule quarterback wise isn't as bad as you think, Evan. I'm not worried about it. Alex isn't worried about it. I think this team's good, and I think they deserve to be told. You're gonna be competitive. Good. Oh, you're gonna be good. Competitive, be right in the thick of it. I think the you're weakness. Not gonna be Ohio State though. The weakness that's that came, all you have to do, which is huge for us long term. But anyways, the weakness that I kind of gathered from what you guys talking is, unless things change the secondary. The strength is going to be run stopping with that middle Always funnel is. of Slade and Barrow to the safeties. How are they dripping in down there in the middle? Weakness passing again. But maybe no. it'll be better. Mel Tucker know. is coaching corners. That is not an underrated thing that should be talked about. Well, you're not going to read that in the athletic. I'll tell you that. Well, because we can't read anything in the athletic, Grant, because there are no beat writers for Michigan State anymore. True. Uh, I Michigan do, paid for them not to be uh, be employed. You know, Colton left for bigger and brighter things. The Lions, totally hey, bigger and better. To be honest, Nick Baumgartner, from what I've seen, I don't know if he's going to switch back when Michigan starts. He's been only Lions right now, and he's the the best Michigan beat writer. They do have Austin Meek in the wings if they need him, but Austin Meek it, does all your athletic stuff. No, Nick Baum. Well, yeah, they both do, but Nick Baumgartner wrote like the like 120 comment pieces last year. Like he was the guy. Um, all right. I also want to, before we fully sign off, I want to acknowledge longtime listener Jason sent in a question today. So a couple of questions. They were Michigan State basketball related, so I was going to sit on them for a little bit. Um, we'll have another like slower Back. episode. We'll have another slower episode before our football starts. We can answer some of those. But he also said he'd like to come on the show. So now we have two requests to come on the show. And I think Jason has earned it. He's really gone to work each week and submitted questions when no one Congrats. else does. 
Um, he did acknowledge that he keeps the listener questions afloat, which I want him to be a little bit more humble than that. But he, the kid has definitely earned. For a while, there were a lot of questions. They have he's dropped earned off. It. He's earned it for sure. He's carrying it. So. Um, so we'll get him on. We'll figure out how to get – we'll get Cam on and uh, we'll roll. So that's episode 82. That is Michigan, Michigan State defense. Uh, follow us everywhere on at shot of MS. I'm going to be honest. This is a telling you guys this now. I'm really going to lean into Twitter and Instagram more because TikTok just no one interacts with us on there anymore. We had a nice little run. The algorithm hates us. So I'm just going to really lean into Twitter and Instagram where our core, our base People is. love us on Twitter. Where our base is. Let's just so, be honest. So really follow us, us on there for clips, graphics, all that stuff. Um, Evan won the breakfast draft easily. Just was as never expected. even close as we knew. I did have a big debate about that with several people about the biscuits and gravy, and it was pretty split. Your so, picture the next morning was not doing you justice. No, Cody no. did it on purpose. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, at I had to tweet it out. <laughs> yeah, man, your word. At shot of MS everywhere, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, where to listen. Um, with all that being said, cheers to close out episode 82. Cheers. To, to uh, Michigan Football. State basketball recruiting. Cheers nice. to why coming home on Tuesday. We wow, will be thank you for serving our country. Evan always has the best cheers. On his next episode. So if you see him, say hi. Salute. Okay, we him. can have him come on next episode. Don't just say hi, salute the man. <laughs>